If you have a back problem today, your back problem is over. Amen. Amen. Uh, and we will see that happen here because Jesus will do it for us. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. You're welcome, especially our visitors. We really welcome you here this morning. And uh, the Lord is with you, and the Lord will touch your life. Now, the title of my message is this. Sin and sickness paid for in full. Sin and sickness paid for in full. You know, when God created man, God didn't want us to be sick. We were created to be well all through our life. And even today, God still doesn't want you to be sick. So he's giving you your immune system to fight disease. So you can stay alive. He wants you to stay well. That's the will of God. It's only when your immune system is compromised that you may fall sick. Your immune system can fight cancer and destroy cancer. So God has put inside you just a natural you. God has placed in you the ability to destroy cancer cells. Because God wants you to be well. So he built you to stay alive and well. But when sin came into the world, our defense was compromised. And so sin opened the door for sickness and death. And these are considered sickness, sin, and death. God considers them enemies. You know why I know that? Because the Bible says the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Death is an enemy of God. God doesn't like death. He hates it. God doesn't like sickness. He hates it. God doesn't like sin. He hates sin. And and now what's going to happen? God hates sin so much. If you allow sin to dwell in your life and you actually exit this world with sin in your life, you are an enemy. And you will be an enemy forever. And God will fight with you forever. Because he hates sin. Sickness is also hated by God. And God has made provision. In the next world, no sickness. Nobody is going to be sick. Nobody is going to be having some kind of headache. Because God is he's going to totally wipe those things out. Now, God wants to do that even now. He's always wanted to do that. But sin demands a payment. Justice. This man did it. He opened the door. You can't just let them go. Somebody's got to pay the price. So there's a debt hold to sin. And as soon as that debt is paid in full, sin will lose its power over mankind. 
The same thing with sickness. As soon as the, that debt is paid in full, if you believe it, that's the only condition. If you believe it and you act on it, sickness will lose its grip on your life. I'm still growing. I'm learning. It's an amazing it's a process. You know, previous years, I've shared here before, previous years, it's like when the winter comes, and, you know, I have this uh, cold, people always prepare for the flu, the Asian flu, no American flu, it's just the Asian flu, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> flu from everywhere else, except, you know, yeah. And, and, and people prepare for it. And, you know, I had the but it's amazing because I was in Nigeria when God kind of reminded me, did you notice you've never been sick all year long? That was last year. No running nose, none of that stuff. So God can do it. I know that. But the price, the debt needs to be paid. As soon as that is paid, you're free. Sin will no longer have power over you. Now, for sin, let me read some scriptures to you. Isaiah 53, verse 11. Jesus was the, first, the second Adam. If he's going to be paid for, if sin and sickness is going to be paid for, it can't be anybody. He's got to be one that, that was like the very first Adam. And you can read in Luke chapter 3, verse 38, uh, Adam, first Adam, was referred to as the Son of God. Adam, who was the son of God. So we need another son of God who will obey fully and refuse to listen to Satan and then pay the price for what Adam did. And once that is paid in full, every and any man can walk free, if you believe. And that's what God's trying to tell us. His good news, the price, the debt has been paid. In full, you can be free. Satan cannot hold you back anymore. You can be free. He tells us in uh, Isaiah 53 verse 11, he says of God, that's the Father, he shall see the labor of his soul. Notice it's capitalized. That God the Father shall see the labor of his soul. Jesus labored in Gethsemane, sweating blood to free us from sin and from sickness. He was torturous. And God the Father says, I want you to go through this because of his love for us. If you don't do this, if you don't labor as if a a woman is about to give birth, they won't be born again. You need to labor. And he says, he shall see the labor of his soul. This is a soulish thing. The labor of his soul and will be satisfied. In other words, paid for. He says, by his, right, by, by, by his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. Why? For he shall bear their iniquities. Paid in full. Isaiah 53, verse 6, he says, all we like sheep, we've gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. But he has laid on him, that's Jesus, the iniquity of every one of us. So your iniquity has been laid on Christ. Notice he didn't say sin. That's the essence of sin. 
The same nature was laid on him and Jesus paid the price for it. So we can be free. We can be free. And you see, that same chapter, Isaiah 53, verse 4, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. So Jesus paid the price for our sin. You know the result? In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, it tells us this. For sin shall not have dominion over you unless you allow it. Hello? Unless you allow it. Once you have been born again through what Jesus went through, you only sin because you allow it. That's why the Bible says if you resist, just like Jesus resisted, he didn't sin. We have been trained not to do that, to resist the enemy. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. But unless you permit it, it can't make you sin. Satan is, is not that powerful anymore. He used to be, but after you got your new nature, he can make you do nothing that you don't want to do. He doesn't have that driving force anymore. He's taken away from it. We need to recognize that. And when we believe that, he pleases the Father. It's all by faith, not by your own hard work. If you think you've done it yourself, you condemn everybody else. Why can't you all be like me, tough? No, nobody is tough. Just believe, and it takes care of it. Jesus said, all I'm asking from you, if you can only believe. Does it make sense to your head? But believe this and see what God will do for you. That's what this thing is. So sin shall not. God is saying, you are a Christian now. Sin doesn't have the power to dominate your life. Unless you allow it. And if you stand against it, you can be free. Sin will say, okay, I'll go somewhere else. That's what he's saying. Why? Because the price has been paid in full. Price has been paid. Now what about sickness? I call them twin brothers that are hated by God. The two twin S's, you know, sin and sickness. God hid them both and made provision for them. For sickness, this is what it says in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 and 17. Jesus did something in a very deliberate way. Unless you look carefully, you won't see it. This evening, it was like what happened in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus deliberately read Isaiah 61 and says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me. And after he finished, he sat down in the seat for the Messiah, reserved for the Messiah when he came. They always had that in the synagogue. He sat down there, and the people were, Oh, that young Galilean nurse, he's sitting on Messiah's seat. He told them, this scripture just got fulfilled before your eyes. This is the one that scripture was talking about. And in this particular scripture, Jesus was doing exactly the same thing. He knew that this scripture was written of him by Isaiah the prophet. And guess what? He wants to fulfill the same scripture this morning. I don't care what you got. God's not going to say, wow, you got headache. I can deal with that. Ooh, that's a tough one. I got to think again about this. No. He's God. Amen. I don't care what's in your body. He can heal you this morning. So get ready to get well. Many of you are going to be healed this morning. I don't have any doubt. We were in Nigeria preaching. And we were in this church. I don't remember anybody. Some of our people were here. 
we don't remember anyone that was prayed for in that service that didn't get healed. You're there, Catalino. No one, everyone that came and got prayed for, they got healed. He's like, wow, this whole thing, I couldn't figure out everything that was going on. Some of these guys, they are telling me stories about what God did through them. I was there, I was busy on my own, amen? But God healed. It was an incredible thing. And people say, well, well how come God does these things in Africa? Now you're lying to yourself. It's Satan that's talking to you. He does this right here. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We've seen legs grow out here. As people prayed for, we prayed for people here in the church right here. We invited the young people, please come and see for yourself. And they'll tell us that leg is shorter than the other. And then the next thing, wow, they are, not, they are equal and the pain is gone. So we had that happen right here. We had that happen right here. And it wasn't just pastor that was praying, you know. It was all our prayer partners. Why? Because Jesus loves to heal. He just loves to do it. In fact, let me give you something. He so loved to heal and they, his enemies, they had to watch him. Uh, on the Sabbath day, they said, uh, we don't want him to do this stuff today. They had so much faith that he was going to heal somebody. So they are waiting down and saying, hey, it's Sabbath. He, he, he's going to profane the Sabbath. He's going to try to heal somebody. And so they are telling all the sick people, why don't you come another day? Because this guy is here. He, he, nobody can stop him. And even though Jesus knew they were going to be mad, guess what he does? He heals them. And then he fights, he fights with them when they challenge him. He loves to heal. And he's the same yesterday, today, and for, and he's right here. He told us in his word he cannot lie. He says, if two or three of you gather together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. So I want to announce to you, Jesus of Nazareth is here right now. You just can't see him. Amen. If he's here right now and he touches you, won't you get well? When he's inside us. And we touch you. That's him touching you. This is the body of Christ. Amen. This is the body of Christ. When we all stand as the body of Christ and we lay hands on you, that's like Christ himself, right? That's what scripture says. We are the body. I lay my hand on you. Guess who is laying? With everybody agreeing, we need healing. He's like Jesus just laid his hands on you and you get well. That's why I believe in healing. And that's why God keeps confirming his word. So Jesus did this. I got to read this. It's very important. Matthew chapter 8, 8 verse 16. It says, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word. And healed some... I wanted to be sure you guys are not uh, snoozing away. You know, just nodding away. <laughs> You're still awake, right? He healed what? All of them. That means if you were in that crowd, you get healed. Because everyone got healed. They say, oh God, why don't you transport, transport, transport me back to those days when Jesus was standing there. Well, he's here today. Get rid of your unbelief. He's here today. So he healed all who were sick. So nobody, we don't know, probably multitudes of people. 
He healed everybody. That says it's God's will for all to be healed. Because if it's not God's will to heal everybody, why would he heal everyone? He would have had to lay hands on this fellow and say, Hey, uh, hey brother, let me, I need to talk to my father to see if it's his will to heal him. No, it's not his will to heal you. Oh, you fortunate one. No. No. That would be too confusing. I'm still waiting to hear the voice of God to say whether. So with five minutes is gone, the guy's still waiting? No. God, he healed everyone. And he was doing his father's will. We're coming to that. The death, that's number one. Why you should receive your healing. He's been paid for. Look at why, why he did this. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He, that Jesus himself, took your infirmities, which whatever you got right now, he's been taken by him, and bore what? Our sicknesses. He bore it. I don't care what any preacher tells you. Let God be true and every man a liar. I just read that from the scriptures. Those are not my words. He took your infirmities. He bore your disease. Every sickness that's on your life was placed on him. The reason why he's telling me is I don't understand the scriptures or don't have faith in the scriptures and I've allowed it and I tolerated it. Notice he paid, the scripture just told us that he bore our sickness, right? Upon himself. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. So Jesus bore your sin just as he bore your sickness. The same you won't tell anybody, uh, keep on sinning. That's okay. Because God's trying to teach you a lesson through this sin. That's what you hear preachers say. Be patient in this sickness. Because through this sickness, God's going to try to, he's going to draw you closer to himself. Well, he bore your sickness, right? So if God will use sickness to draw you closer to himself, and he also bore your sin. So I can tell you, keep sinning. God's going to draw you closer to himself as you keep sinning. And that, I wouldn't be a pastor here anymore if I said that to the church. They'll kick you out. But that's what you hear from people. You say, God's drawing me closer from all this sickness. I know he's not drawing you closer. Satan is drawing you closer to death. <laughs> and that's what's going on. But notice what he said. Jesus was fulfilling the scripture this day. He knew what had been written about him by Isaiah. So this evening, he healed everybody that came to him just to make sure Isaiah is still honored as the true prophet of God. He fulfilled that scripture. And he showed his disciples every scripture that was written about him as he fulfilled every one of them. Notice, do we still have sick people today? Does that scripture still need to be fulfilled today? Will Jesus still fulfill that same scripture today? Obviously, yes. 
Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he doesn't have favorites. The Bible tells us that. God is not a respecter of persons. He loves everybody equally. If he heals one person, that's a clear sign. It's God's will to heal some other person. So you're going to get well tonight. Amen? Get ready to get well. Can we give him a clap offering? Get ready to get well. Because God's going to heal you this morning. No matter how long it's been in your body, no matter how painful it is, God can take that out. In fact, let me let you know this. I've been in services. I'm still speaking. And God's healing. That two weeks ago, that was one. But previously, I've seen that happen a lot. has nothing to do with me. I need to let you know this. He has more to do with His will for your life. And what He wants for you. That's the whole thing about this. This is what T.L. Osborne says. He says, Christians, please put that up for me. Christians need never be sick any more than they need to be sinful. Christians need never be sick any more than they need to be sinful. Why? Because he paid the same, it was the same price. The same price. It was exactly the same price. He was crushed. And all in his mind, I will tolerate this so that they can have life and have it more abundantly. That's why he tolerated it. He tolerated all the insults. They pulled his beard off. Read Isaiah 50. They pulled his beard. People were plucking his beard from his face. That was his body. His body was broken. And in the communion, he says, this is my body that was broken for you. What was he saying? For you to be well. I tolerated this that they put on me. So, because I love you. He knew, he knew what he had to go through. So he told us himself. He knew his worth. And so he announced to the world, for God so loved the world. He did this for you. All you need to do is take a step of faith and say, no, I'm not taking that from you, Satan. He paid the price and you got to let me go today. The prison doors are open and I'm coming out and no one is holding me back. No one needs to pray for you. But God will do that for you today. Amen? So no matter what you have, God's going to heal you. Christians need never be sick. More than they need to be sinful. You say, what happens then if every Christian is healed? The doctors won't have a job. Well, they have a lot of people who are not Christians out there. Let them get their money from them. Amen. Let them get their money from those guys. Bring the money to church. Amen. Okay. <laughs> That's the will of God. Secondly, it is God's will to heal every single person. In, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, 24, it says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame, people started talking about it, went throughout Syria 
not only in, in Israel, he, he was all moved back at, into other countries. People were talking about, there's a new prophet, they didn't know it was son of God, there's a new prophet in Israel. He's making everybody well. We don't need medicine. And people were going. They were traveling. You don't, we don't imagine this. I'm sure people say, hey, you've been sick for a long time. Let's settle the donkey. We're going. Let's go look for Jesus of Nazareth. He's somewhere else. And people came. That's why we got multitudes. The world was all over the place. And I'm sure they didn't understand much about sin. They, knew, they still had their animal sacrifice. But that would not take away sin. They still had that. All they knew, there was a prophet. He's healing everybody. And everyone was going. Even foreigners. And you are a child of God. He wants you well. Honor him today by letting him make you well. Refuse in your mind. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. Jesus said, if you can believe. And I've come to realize... If nothing happens, this has nothing to do with God. It's me. I need to go back to the scriptures and let God begin to download those energies from His Holy Spirit in the scripture until I lose my fear for this thing and I can confront it. Demon, whatever it is. But until you are filled with the Word of God and you become a man. When I was a man, I spoke like a man. Paul, a, a child. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. Then I became a man. Put away childish things. But the word of God is what's going to grow you. Jesus healed everyone. They brought people from Syria. And they brought him all sick people who were afflicted with various kinds, all kinds of diseases. Again, you're repeating itself. The scripture is repeating itself. Various diseases and torments. Emotional torments. That's emotional sickness. Yeah. You've been abused. It's painful. Jesus wants to heal you. Forget this bipolar nonsense. The God can heal you of that stuff today, this morning. Yes. God didn't create you to be bipolar. He created you to be you. I don't care what somebody did to you. Jesus can make you completely whole today. All you need to do is submit to him and let people pray for you. I'm so confident he is here. And I have nothing to prove to anybody. But Jesus has a lot to prove to us this morning. He will. He's up to the task. Amen. He's really up, up to the task and he'll heal you. Please bear with us today. He healed everyone. Everyone was healed. That's why the scripture tells us in Psalm 103, verse, beginning from verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, not just some. You got benefits as Christians. As Christians, you got benefits. Where you work, if you got a good job, they give you benefits, right? When you serve God, He's got benefits for you. If you work in a nice place and they give you uh, your benefits and, and, and you keep saying you got all full insurance, paid 100%, and you're sick and you don't know anything about it, and you keep saying around your uh, co-workers, I wish I knew there's something that can be done. I'm really sick. Yes, what's the problem with you? Didn't you read the benefits they give to you? Read it and go see a doctor. God says don't forget 
the benefit. You know what's happening to us? We are forgetting the benefits a lot. We're forgetting it. We don't focus on the benefits. We just worship God and forget the benefits. And God is saying, don't forget the benefits. Who forgives some? All your iniquities, plus the one you were doing, fighting with your whatever, before you got to church this morning. (laughs) Fighting with your mates, he forgives that as well. All of your iniquities. And what he, who also heals all. Don't go, that's nice. That's not good enough. It's good for us. Don't forget the benefit. Use it. It was a benefit has to be purchased for you, right? Your employer pays for the benefits, right? For you to enjoy it. Jesus paid an awesome price for you to receive this benefit to get well. And today is your day. Second Corinthians chapter, I believe chapter six. He says, "Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation." So you're going to get healed this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, I'm going to close with this. The third thing, Jesus was sent to heal you. Jesus was sent to heal you. (laughs) And he takes his assignment very seriously, okay? (laughs) He takes his assignment very seriously. Jesus will not disobey his father. You can't make him do it. Notice what the scripture tells us in Psalm 107 verse 20. He says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. Whether it's emotional destruction, don't matter what it is. Some of us, what's holding us back today before we get to prayer, please, if somebody has offended you, forgive them. You don't have to be their friend. Just forgive them. <laughs> God taught me that lesson because I was struggling with this. How, was, how do you handle this? And God said to me, you know, did Jesus die, Jesus die for Caiaphas? I said, yeah, he died for Caiaphas. And he said, did he eat breakfast with Caiaphas? I said, absolutely not. That was his enemy. Jesus never went to them. He only went to those who celebrated him. Read the scriptures. He never went to those who were cursing him out. He wouldn't go near them. Yet he loved them. Yet he died for them. You don't have to be their friend. You can try. If they don't want to, let them go. That's what God said. Let them go. You're struggling because I was, I was in pain. I cry. I wake up in the morning crying, God, what did I do wrong? God says, he doesn't want to be your friend. Let him go. And I got my freedom. I still love to hear, but we don't have to go uh, to McDonald's to eat together, okay? I don't know why I'm thinking about McDonald's this morning. That's crazy. It's too early for that. He sent his word and healed them. The word has been sent. Them means you. He sent his word. Notice, 
He's not saying he sent his word and the word will heal them. No, he sent his word and healed them. Jesus was slain from the foundations of the world. The Bible tells us that. He was slain from the foundation of the world. And Hebrews chapter 10 said, if he has to do it over and over, then he must have suffered a lot from the foundations of the world. That tells me God sees it, Jesus dying for us from the foundation of the world. The manifestation of it came when he came to the earth. So God sent his word and healed them. And then John chapter 1 verse 14 tells us, and the word, that's the word of God that was sent to heal you, the word became flesh, became a man, and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word is, came to us. Jesus came to us. He was the word that was sent to heal. That's why he healed so many people. And he wants to heal today. Why don't you give him the opportunity to fulfill his father's wishes? To heal people. Why don't you let him do it for you? You don't have to strive. Just let him heal you. Both from the emotional problems. People have damaged you. Whatever they've done to you. You can take it to Christ here today. Listen. I don't know what, when God does these things. I, I, sometimes it's like, okay, he's done it. I'm almost like Ronda that says, are you sure God really healed you after God has healed the person? He said, tell me. Sure. They said, yeah, I got healed. She was the one that prayed. Because we don't fully understand it. It's the Lord that does this thing. So the word was sent to heal you. And, and, and the word is still here today. In, in this is last scripture here, Acts 10, 38. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Why did God... This was an assignment for, for Jesus. God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth, so we don't think it's another person. It was Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power to do certain things. What was it? Who went about doing good? And what? Healing. Not just doing good, preaching and encouraging people. No, he was healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So what does that say? If you are sick, that's an oppression from the devil. Hello? I didn't say that. That's what the scripture says. If you tolerate it, you are tolerating an oppression from the enemy. If you pamper it, I hear people saying, my headache, my stomach pain, my this, well, it's yours. Why don't you try to reject it based on the word of God? And say, no, that's Satan's property. Listen, if the mailman comes with a package to you, okay? And he says, would you please sign for this package? And you sign for the package, he leaves. The package now belongs to you. And that's what the devil does to us. He gives you a little feeling. And you say, well, uh, 
I feel this little pain in my chest, and, and I think, uh, oh, God, wow, uh, for a woman, oh, my mother, my grand, my, my auntie died of cancer. <laughs> I think, and you come out from your mouth, I think, uh, I hope I'm not, uh, I think uh, uh, this is going to be uh, a breast cancer. <laughs> you just signed for the package. Now it belongs to you. And you can't sleep. Nothing has happened. But for men, if your arm hurts a little bit, they're thinking, this is the big one. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting themselves ready for it. I got to go see the doctor, you know, to find out if this is the big one. And when the doctor comes out, if he's not smiling, I knew it. <laughs> he hasn't said a word. But I knew it. It's the big one. But you don't have to sign for the package. Amen? Return to sender. Amen? <laughs> Tell the devil, hey, hey, I'm putting your stuff back in the mail. And address it again. <laughs> back to sender I'm not receiving from you that's what we're about to do this morning amen God's going to heal us amen thank you Lord Jesus all eyes closed we're about please don't be in a hurry in our generation can you imagine multitudes of people sitting with Jesus almost all day waiting for their turn We're too much in a hurry. Be still and know. Be still and know. Don't get in a hurry. Stay in his presence. Some of us, Satan has been doing things inside us that we are not aware of yet. God can deliver you from that today. So that you you won't even know of it. Maybe until you get back up in heaven with Jesus. Today, God wants to heal us. God wants to heal us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I often say this, especially when I'm preaching a crusade in Africa, I will ask the people, because they came in, and usually they pour in after the first day. They've seen a lot of miracles. They've seen a lot of miracles, so they come in, and they want to get well. And I'm telling them now, I know you've been sick and you haven't been able to go out to those uh, clubs that you used to go to. So you want God to heal you so you can go back to the club to drink and all of that? It doesn't work that way. You have to give your life first to Christ. This is for the believers. Jesus came for his own. And you need to turn your life over to him today before we start praying. For the sick, we have to take that. That's number one business. We have to give. We have to give our lives first to Christ. So, if you're here this morning, if you're sick, somebody invited you, and you want God, believe me, I guarantee you, God's going to heal you this morning. But first things first, give your life to Him. Don't be afraid that you may not be able to keep your commitment. You won't be without His help. Tell him to help you to keep your commitment to him. Because that holds people back. 
They say, well, I don't want to make a commitment. What if I fail? You will always fail unless he helps you. So make a commitment to him this morning. At the count of three, all I need you to do is put your hand up and we'll pray to God to come into your heart. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I see those hands. Thank you. That's wonderful. Look up to me because we won't come back to this again. There's a connection card and a part of it there says my decision today, that's the bottom part. Make that decision. Check something there. Give me an opportunity to pray for you for your life daily. It's important to me. One day I have to stand before him. Let me know that you made the commitment. Check it, put it, give to somebody, one of our ushers as you live. I should leave the place so I can have that and I will pray for you. We will also send you something, uh, send a mail to you and maybe give you something to start your journey with Christ. Amen. Let's pray this prayer, everyone. Lord, say with me, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Jesus, I have heard your word. I've heard the message. I understand your goodness towards me. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe with all of my heart that you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again the third day from the grave. Today, I welcome you into my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.